Hey everyone, my name is Sambal Siddiqui. And I'm Alana Mallon, and we are two new Cambridge City Councilors, and this is our weekly podcast, Women Are Here. We are here, but barely. Yeah. It was a long day yesterday. It was. It's been a long week. It it has. It's been a long, like, five Life. months. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long five months. Um, so in that vein, I have been using music to, like, get me through the day. That's great. And I would say that, like, for the next six and a half weeks, I'm strictly on a Beyonce thing. Like, it's all Beyonce all the time. Like, depending on my mood, like, Lemonade is in there, mm. right? I've gone back to, like, Destiny's Child. So good. Like, so good, right? I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. Ooh, ooh. No? <laughs> no? I have a microphone and everything. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you can really find a Beyonce album or song for just about any mood you're in. I know. And it's good. Like, I'm telling you, it is the only thing that's keeping me going. Although, my one exception that I'm making right now is for Taylor Swift's new song, Calm Down. I haven't heard it. What? Yeah. Well, I won't sing it because you will yell at me, but the words are hilarious. Uh, It's all about um, responding to people who are upset about gay parades. Oh, Right, mm. and it's awesome, and the video is amazing. And my daughters made me watch it like a thousand times. But essentially, the it's like <laughs> you need to calm down. You're being too loud. Mm. You need to just stop. <laughs> <laughs> Don't step on my crown. And I'm like, yes, that's that's just live, words to live by, huh? It's words to live by, and I'm telling you, it's good. For, like we just turn it up in my kitchen, and we just dance around. That sounds so fun. It's so fun. So I'm going to send it to you. Send it to me, yeah. Calm down. Calm down. As you know, I'm a huge Celine Dion fan. And so I <laughs> I know you think I really love terrible music. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I've been listening to Celine. And then, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know Bollywood, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I l- listen to a lot of Bhangra. And um, just like. Did you just dance around your kitchen? Yeah. Just dance around my living room and just put that on and like really go. Oh, I like. I, would- I really want. Cambridge to do like like a bunker night and like a Bollywood I know we've talked about this night. doing it at like Apple Cinemas and having some kind of fun event around it. Yeah, or City Hall. <laughs> or City Hall. And it's just some just or on the city lawn steps like like blast bunker music. And just you, have a like a, a dance party. A dance party. Well, we do the dance party. I think maybe we should just have bunker music at our dance party. Mm. Maybe. Or do do more. You know, I just I, I think the have music's it, so fun. Have it be a little bit more cultural. Yeah. Speaking of cultural, we had a lot of things on our agenda Monday about carnival. Oh, yes. The, the Cambridge But carnival. we'll get to that. Yes, uh, we will. I did want to say one year ago, today we had Congresswoman Catherine Clark on our, uh, on our podcast talking about her Red to Blue campaign for Congress last year, right? It's crazy that it's a year ago, and now she's the vice chair of the Democratic Caucus and making her the sixth highest ranking Democrat in the this this year's 100, 116th Congress. And she was right here with us. I know it came up in my Facebook memory today and I was like, oh, I man. love those. I, You know what? It is the one thing about Facebook that I do like is that it like reminds you where you were six years ago. I love last that. Year. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I do like it. <laughs> Especially with my kids because I'm like, oh, they were so little. Um, but yeah, she sat right here and she talked to us about her whole plan to turn the Congress <laughs> into a Democratic Congress in the 116th. And like, she did it. She did it. 
she did it and she was right here so yeah one year ago our anniversary you think she'll ever come back she's probably too, not she's like <laughs> just probably not um yeah she's too famous wait what us. were we just talking about carnival no no before that you just said something and i forgot facebook oh yeah the facebook memories my favorite part of the facebook memories is like the friendship anniversaries oh and you have the little videos yeah and the little videos i love that i just love like sending that to people and <laughs> like, i'm like happy anniversary and people are like what is this <laughs> I know my dad loves to send those. I'm like, we're not friends, dad. Right? Like, <laughs> I know, but it's I've so I've known cute. you my whole life, <laughs> actually. Anyway, so Monday night. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So Monday night, there were a couple of things on the agenda. One was the New Street uh, overlay petition, which was um, a petition that's been in front of us. It was refiled once. I feel like we've been talking about it since we started. It was I think you said that the other night. Like it was the one of the first meetings you took. Yeah. Um, it, right. It's been. It was refiled like a year ago. Yeah. So, anyways, it was. It had passed for a second reading. Um, the petition. Just to remind everybody, it was a, a self storage unit right next to Danny Hay Park on New Street, um, and they were proposing to as a community benefit for getting a huge increase in density um, for their self-storage, putting in 22 units of affordable housing um, and partnering with Just to Start. And we ultimately, um, I think it was seven to two. Yeah. Uh, we voted it down. And there were a lot of different reasons why. I feel like a lot of people had a lot of different reasons. Um, for me, it was it was a lot about the fact that I didn't feel like it was a, a use of mixes, a use of mixes, a mix of uses. <laughs> That was appropriate, yeah. you know, uh, self-storage units with um, affordable housing. And I really did think it was kind of out of scale for the the neighborhood. And then they were also implicating a parcel that they didn't own in the overlay district. We never even heard from that person. So there was some legal – our solicitor had some questions. Yeah, concerns about spot zoning and so forth. And She gave us a good lesson on spot zoning mm-hmm. versus contract zoning, which I enjoyed a little – law lesson (laughs) that was law school for me (laughs) no i think it 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 showed that the petition wasn't fully it really wasn't fully fleshed out fleshed out and there are all these questions and a lot of last minute additions and changes and the planning board had voted it down it down completely yeah unanimously Uh, and so you know we i think i think it was the right decision and it's I, i don't know what their plans are i think they may be building as of right which is allowed right but they also sent out this right. email. Sunday night or Sunday at some point during the day, they had sent uh, renderings of what they could build as of right. And I just felt like, first of all, there weren't any numbers on it. Um, so it was hard to tell if it was accurate or not. And it did feel very inaccurate for a number of us. I know that Vice Mayor Devro called it out and Councillor Carlone called it out. I certainly said something in my remarks about how I just felt like it was not an accurate representation. And it wasn't really fair to do that to us the night before. Um, so anyways, that got voted down. Um, and there were a lot of reports back on a few things. Reports back. One of them was mine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I had put something in uh, in May uh, about a program called Play Streets, which is um, 
a lot like a block party. So a block party, as everybody knows, you close down your street for one day. The DPW comes and puts those orange barrels up. Um, you get your permit. Uh, and you can close down your street for one day and, you know, have the block party, have people out in the street all day. So play streets happen in Seattle and also now in San Francisco where you can have um, – it's a series of, of, of closing your street down. And it's particularly focused towards having kids out into the streets. So you can say instead of just one Sunday afternoon in July for a block party, you can say for six weeks in July on Sundays from – let's say 11 to 2 p.m., uh, we are going to have a play street and we're going to be closing up the street for those six weeks in a row. And I think it's a really amazing way to get kids out um, and, and meeting their neighbors and and kind of taking back the streets. Uh, so actually, it's so funny. So um, that was in May. And then we got the report back that they're willing to do a pilot program and they found a willing participant uh, on Myrtle Avenue, Carrie um, McDonald. On Myrtle Avenue was actually the person that came to me and brought the idea to me in the first place. So they're very happy to host it. But um, so they've already reached out. I, I mean, this is moving pretty fast because they want to do it in the fall. And I, so I saw Joe Byer yesterday at the at the hearing, and I was like, "Gosh, the like your staff already reached out to." to set this up and you know he was like it's really nice to be able to be like the good guy <laughs> you know because I feel like traffic and parking a lot has you know they do things and people mm -hmm. are ha not always mm -hmm. happy and then stuff that they do do that's great they don't always get the credit for it so I think you know for them they were I thought it was nice that they had something to feel good about yeah absolutely and the neighborhood's super psyched and then I've talked to a bunch of different people who are like we want this too so hopefully they'll have the pilot out in fall and they're gonna you know kind of iron out the kinks like how, who sets it up? How does it work? How does the permit process work? Mm -hmm. How much should it be? So, and then hopefully get it up and running spring um, next year. That's great. Yeah, it was a good one. What else? Uh, oh, I had my, well, this was not Monday night. Well, Monday night seems like it, we did get was out it of the Four 11. months ago. I know it was a long meeting for not a lot of substance, I felt like. Yeah, I think a lot of items were pulled. Oh, and usual. there was stuff from the previous week that was so long. Yeah, yeah. So there was some things that were on the the calendar. That yeah, yeah. And some people pulled their, there was like a policy order on scams for the elderly and doing an end session for, for them. I think that was Councilor Simmons' policy order. Yeah. There's. I had one too, and I don't remember. What oh, you had something on traffic? You didn't pull it though. No, I didn't pull it. Yeah. Oh, I forget. Anyway, on <laughs> Tuesday night, I had the last meeting of the tenant displacement task oh, force. Oh, your last one? Yes, yes. Did you cry? <laughs> of happiness? No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, no, I did not cry. Uh, it, it was uh, it went well, and uh, we will have a – we're finalizing a report, but uh, we were able to share with the task force some of the funding that's going to be coming through. Oh, that's uh, great. Were people so excited? Yeah, people were really excited, and so we had a good conversation on some of the policy – on condo conversion and so forth as well. And I won't say too much now. You guys can read the report. It's like over 100 <laughs> Everyone's recommendations. Everyone's on the edge of their seats right, right now. We, it was great to have Maura Penzek, who's a oh, member yeah. of our task force, who is now the city manager's ha new housing liaison. And so it was great to have her there because she'll probably be tasked with moving forward some of these recommendations. And uh, I'm excited to, to have her on board. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I just... I emailed her this morning because I have a, a thing that I'm working with a family about that I was like, how can you help me do this? And she was right on it. So it's, it is nice having somebody in that role, which previously was just a big void. 
Yeah. And I think there'll be a lot of ways that we can shape it and then maybe even add more people if we need it uh, to work on some policy issues and so forth. I think she, there's just so much that can be done that's not being done. Yeah. And there's some systemic things with yeah. in our structures that like, so for example, um, one of the things I, I talked to her about in a few weeks ago when she, when she first came on board was that um, when you have a Section 8 voucher and you're placed into one of these inclusionary units, you still have to go through the same credit right. check as you know everyone else. So if you have a Section 8 voucher that you literally have money every single month that is going to be paid, of course you don't have this, the, the income that would need it. So there's some there there needs to be some sort of separate process and it's difficult because of the fair housing act because mm-hmm. you can't have two separate processes but somebody really needs to be taking a look at this because people are just getting rejected um and they can pay because they have the voucher but they just don't have the salary to back it up it's just a it's a bizarre it's a process bed. yeah and you know it's been something that has come, been coming up and coming up and i have to write a letter every time and appeal it um with families like so many letters yeah and right and um it just is a it's a silly it's just a stressful thing for families to go through and and residents to go through and i what if you don't know a city councilor exactly. you just get rejected and it's like oh well i know and not knowing how to appeal like exactly. it's just, yeah so I'm excited to have her on board. I'm excited for the report to come out, uh, and we will be. I'll be sharing that with uh, everyone very soon. So that was Tuesday. That was Tuesday, and then yesterday, yesterday. happened. So Wednesday. Wednesday, a day that we'll <laughs> never forget. So uh, starting off, we had a meeting at eleven, uh, and this. Can yeah. we talk about what happened before the meeting? Shh, what happened? I got a mailer. Oh yeah, sure. The Go mail. for it. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So we had a cannabis. Um, business permitting ordinance meeting yesterday that was recessed from a previous meeting that there was <laughs> some kind of kerfuffle and we uh, we had to recess the meeting, which was unfortunate because I think everybody kind of wanted to get to a vote that night. Anyway, so yesterday was like our recess meeting. So there was, there's been a few mailers around this whole idea of who gets a business permit now versus, you know, you can talk, anyways. There's been some mailers. I've been upset about them. One that went out about a month ago that had the city seal on it that was actually walked around to every single person's house that said that the Quint- the Zondervan Siddiqui amendment to the cannabis business permitting ordinance was like a deal killer. It would have led to tons of lawsuits, um, wouldn't have brought any money into the economic empowerment applicants. And that it didn't have a return address on mm-hmm. it. We have no misleading. idea. It was very misleading. And somebody, like, it would be so expensive to walk that around. Waste of money. And then another mailer came out just two days ago. Just on Tuesday, right? I got mine yeah. Tuesday. And it was um, from an economic empowerment applicant that used some pretty offensive language around Denise Simmons also had an amendment. Um, and her amendment would have established a fund um, for economic empowerment applicants to be receiving funds from the registered marijuana dispensaries to start up their businesses, and um, but they didn't want that two-year delay. So there, there was two different amendments. There was the Simmons Amendment and then yours and Councillor Zondervan's. And I will tell you that these both of these mailers were really upsetting in their own ways. 
Yeah, and so we we were able to talk a little bit about mm-hmm. that right, right before the as we started the ordinance meeting, and Councillor Simmons made a statement, which I'm glad she did yeah. about the, her expressing her disappointment about these mailers and the lack uh, of civility. Exactly, and she's I think all of us agreed, and I spoke up. Uh, Councillor Zondervan spoke up about we don't agree with any of these tactics and uh you know we can be it's important for us to be civil mm-hmm. uh and so it, it was a good conversation we went through counselors I'm, I'm glad you guys did that to clear the yeah. air because it would have been a hard meeting to have with for everybody sure. with their yeah yeah feelings i think i think it was important to you know i said sorry to to counselor simmons for that i'm not responsible for this group's actions but i also think it it's painful to 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 see to, to see that language and so and not right so I wanted to really call that out and I'm glad it was on the record right you know it's right, one right. thing to have a private conversation like hey exactly. sorry about that thing but like yeah, she yeah. really she, she really put herself out there yesterday mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we went through her uh, co- co- compromise agreement mm-hmm. and I think all in all everyone decided well, except I think it was like seven to two, maybe. Yeah, it was two, seven yeses, zero noes, two present. Two present yeah. on moving her amendments forward. And I think the big issue was, and the solicitor pointed this out again, was the incorporating any sort of fund right. uh, within the language is not permissible. Right. And there was no entity who was willing to receive the fund up to this point. And in fact... There was a letter mm-hmm. or a part of um, her letter going along with her amendments called out that the Central Square Business Improvement District had agreed to be that fund and that distributor. And they had, in fact, not agreed to it and, you know, wrote us a letter to say, you know, this is this was not, not it. Right. We took a meeting, but that is not what we agreed to. We actually this is not something we're interested in. So I think everyone was feeling a little yeah, uneasy about mm-hmm that particular piece of the process. Yeah, so then we, we move forward to the Siddiqui and Zondervan proposal. And so just to give you some background to our listeners, so the State Cannabis Control Commission has been pretty clear that economic empowerment applicants should receive priority, but the guidance on exactly how to priori- prioritize these applicants at the municipal level has been minimal. Uh, and unfortunately, as of right now, only one of the roughly 122 certified economic empowerment applicants in the state have actually been able to get a license. So we had done zoning in the beginning of the year, but we quickly realized that this wouldn't be enough because mm-hmm. zoning is the only, the first step. So uh, counselor- Well, the zoning is the where. Exactly. And this business permitting is the who. Exactly. And so myself and counselor Zonervan introduced the idea of an annual business permit so that we could- regularly verify that equity was being maintained. And so that was kind of the ordinance we wanted and we introduced a two-year exclusivity period to that ordinance so that only economic empowerment applicants would be allowed to open cannabis retail in Cambridge uh, because we really felt that otherwise the existing RMDs or, you know, as they're called, the big cannabis interests would be able to open recreational shops immediately and corner the market before any EE applicants could get their foot in the door. So that was the language we voted on and we made some changes, but that was the gist of it. And so I think that, you know, there were some public comments on this on Monday night, but essentially having 
um, access to a license will eventually help facilitate the funding access to capital, which mm-hmm. is a huge barrier. And I think we, our work is not done. This is one step. There's so much more to be done on how do you really achieve equity in this space in this emerging right business. Yeah, and I, you know what was crazy was I didn't realize that um, there was some de- cease and desist orders out for some of these registered marijuana dispensaries due to their change of ownership. So, yeah. you know, um, Revolutionary Clinics, uh, they have a location out on Fawcett Street um, behind Trader Joe's at Alewife, and um, they're opening a new one here in Central Square on Mass Ave. They're the only ones that are really open right now Yeah, um, because of the cease and desists it's cra- the big cannabis is so crazy, and I'm I, I have to say, I you started this work in the economic development committee committee yeah. so long ago, and made such a foundation for all of us to really believe in this idea of equity within this emerging business and really lucrative business, and really I think you were such a leader. Even I'm even thinking of like last like March. And April is when you were holding those first meetings and Shailene Title from the Cannabis Control Commission was there really talking about what it would look like to have an equitable cannabis business permitting here in Cambridge. And like to see that all come together yesterday and knowing how much work that you've done, I was, thank you for centering that in the conversation. Thank you. Because there were so many, I have to say, there were so many people Monday night and at the previous meeting coming to talk about how important it is for communities that have been harmed by the war on drugs to actually have access and a runway to success in you know this uh, this emerging business and this really lucrative business and so i i I was really proud yesterday to be on the forefront of this equity work and that i was grateful for your leadership thank you it was uh you know it's been a team effort and uh, i'm so grateful for Folks like Sh- Commissioner Title, who oh, I know. she was texting me like, you got this. I know. I saw her tweet <laughs> last night. It was good. Yeah, yeah. And so I think this is a first step. And I think, you know, I saw I was reading this article on weed and re- reparations. And mm-hmm. there's a really powerful quote in there that says, you know, is it the fault of today's well-funded white, mostly white, you know, cannabis entrepreneur in the entrepreneurs in the medical dispensary for, you know, disproportionately putting away people of color in jail. It's not. It's not. But just as we as a society benefit from slavery, redlining and the history of, you know, racial oppression, uh, you know, this is this is ripe for that, you know, and that's why we're we're doing this work. We have to be um, we have to work actively to prevent the cannabis industry from becoming another chapter in a long history of racial racial inequity. Yeah. And I would, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. It's um, okay. I'm just like, a little you're at a loss BBD of my, BBD. my words. No, I, I, <laughs> people kept saying, you know, people like, people look to Cambridge right, for things like this. And I, I'm, I'm excited that people can now say, oh, it can be done. Um, because I think before yesterday. Yeah. Th- people had nowhere to look. So yeah. I I, uh, I look forward to continuing this work, but I'm, again, grateful for your leadership in it. Then we had a 32-second break. <laughs> literally, literally. It was so, 
I think, did I eat anything? I might have. I, I think, you know, we, you and I had like, we, had we egg- saw each other right before the meeting. <laughs> I'm like, I'm having an egg sandwich. Are you having an egg sandwich? And we both like scarfed down. I was just like, <laughs> I was eating this egg sandwich and just like talking to, to Alana with my mouth full, like just inhaling it. I was like, yeah, we got to get in there. <laughs> Stress eating. <laughs> Eggs. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so our second meeting of the day, I still can't believe that the ordinance chairs did this to us, but maybe it was fine because it was just getting all of these big things out and done. Way. It was a recessed hearing on the first street parking disposition um, that had happened not this past Monday night, but the Monday night before during our council hearing. And it um, it had gone on too long that night, so we decided to have another hearing without public comment that started yesterday at 3 o'clock to really discuss the parking disposition at the First Street Garage, uh, as well as 9,000 square feet of commercial space right on First Street, and whether or not we were going to um, lease those spaces and the the commercial area to Leggett McCall Properties, who has um, been working with the state to acquire the Sullivan Courthouse in East Cambridge. And it has been quite a journey. Such a journey. Such a journey. I don't think I've slept in like three months. I know. You have, it's funny, <laughs> you have met with probably every single person. I'm, I think I messed with, yeah, I met with a lot of people. Um, because, I mean, just so everybody understands, there are nine of us on the city council. Um, this parking disposition, much like the affordable housing overlay, needed a, a, a super majority, two-thirds, so it needed six people. And... Um, there were those of us who had already announced how we were voting uh, and Sumble was really the only person who had not announced and so she was the swing vote <laughs> she was the vote to get um, either to um, not dispose of the parking spaces or to do it and the and the project would move forward so this has been a really tough conversation in the community because there was um, an alternative plan that was put out there for the Sullivan Courthouse site um, by one of our state representatives and some um, folks that he was working with um, saying that the the process, you know, the original process was flawed um, and that the site could be the home to something so much better than just commercial space. Um, and so that has been the, the conversation out in the community, right, for for a long while, yeah. For a long time, you know, whether or not it's the Leggett McCall plan or this alternative plan. And to me, it came down to at the end of the day, I didn't see a lot of details on the alternative plan. I didn't see a lot of collaboration on what it might look like. Um, you know, it would have taken a lot of collaboration with the state, with some of our nonprofits, with the city, with uh, just about everybody to um, put an alternative plan and that we could all feel comfortable with moving with saying you know what like McCall we're gonna we're not going to give you these parking spaces you're not going to be able to fulfill your special permit and we're going to move on to this other thing and so for me it just really felt like and I said this um, you know a while back so I no no one was trying to call me and (laughs) meet with me um, like poor Sumble but um, you know I really I I felt like we needed to for the abutters who lived right across the street, we really needed to do something. Um, they got their, Leggett McCall got their special permit in 2014, and it's just, it has nothing has happened. And in that time, the state and the department, um, DCAM, Department of Capital Asset Management and Maintenance, didn't really do that maintenance piece Mm-mm. of the courthouse. Totally negligent. 
very negligent. Um, you know, the building doesn't have electricity. It doesn't have um, running water. It does. It is falling apart from the inside. There, are, you know, were some missing windows. There was a whole missing, um, uh, you know, like the grates are open. Like it just, they weren't taking care of it. And there was some issues in the community where I think we talked about this last time. A resident went and took a sample of something that he could easily grab that was inside of a grate and had it tested for asbestos. And it came back with sort of an alarming amount of asbestos. So to everyone's credit, um, since that happened, you know, the Department of Environmental Protection has jumped right in. DCAM has been very responsive. The city has been responsive. Um, Sam Lipson in our health department has been re- very responsive. So we've gotten some air testing, air quality testing, and that came back as not having it's not dangerous. It's not even close to being dangerous. So I think that gave a, a measure of comfort to a lot of people who live across the street who were like, am I just breathing in asbestos all day? So um, I think that's really, it was really great that they were able to do that and allay some of those fears. But anyways, moving right along, yesterday was just about disposing of the parking spaces, but it was sort of a larger subtext of a conversation mm-hmm. about do we lease these parking spaces and move forward with this project or do we just maybe get a do-over? Right. So we had a really long conversation and then... And then... And then... And then I... I what's a good term to use? I, I, I spoke last. I think I waited for everyone to go. My favorite part was, yes, you spoke last. You waited for everyone to go. And then... <laughs> When it was finally your turn, <laughs> you had gum in your mouth <laughs> and like out loud said, I'm just going to hold on. I'm just going to swallow my gum. <laughs> what is she doing? I always try to, you know, bring just my. bring it down. Bring like, my, my, I did stand up, you know, yeah. I try to level, you know, provide some humor. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. So, so, so he, here's what I did. Okay. I. Break it down. I'll break it down for everyone. So I thought a lot about this issue, just like many of my colleagues. I personally didn't feel comfortable saying how I was going to vote because going into the situation, for me, it was important to gather all the facts, gather all, look at the case law. So I had case law from 2006 that was about people who were employed at the county courthouse uh, who had brought an action to the Supreme Judicial Court um, seeking relief based on allegations that they, as a direct result of being in that building, had suffered significant exposure to asbestos. Mm -hmm. And eventually, the the courthouse was closed. And so this is 2006. And so I graduated from high school in 2006. Uh, And then eventually, this was bid. This property was bid by the state, and they chose Legge McCall. Uh, and so this has been a process in place since basically 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I brought up another point. I was like, oh, okay, I, I went through four years of, of college, went through, I didn't even mention my AmeriCorps year. <laughs> and then I went through Do three, over. Years, three years of law school, <laughs> right? And I was like, this is like, and, and I'm thinking, like what? Whole life. My, most of my tw- most yeah. of my 20s, yeah. right? And so I'm thinking just about how long this issue has been in the community. In the community, mm-hmm. right? And there's that weight to it. Right. And, and I also, like you said this during your public comment, I, I see that there are flaws, right? There are things in the process that aren't great, right? right? You know, that's that, that happens 
too much, frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this part, the parking study that, you know, there could, there de- you can definitely point to some holes in it, right? There are all these things. And then, but you're weighing that, you're weighing things, right? And so there were a lot of things that I was weighing. I was weighing the fact that a lot of the neighborhood concern around this project and people fear, fearing uh, about what would happen to this building and how many more years it would just be sitting there. Just sitting there. Just sitting there. Decomposing. Exactly. And and in my heart of hearts, I was like, oh my God, like the, uh, while I believe in public land and I believe in, those types of um, the, those those values, and I would love to see this be be housing, uh, but you know those are kind of hopes, right? That's mm-hmm. like you know there's like an in an ideal world, and you have one plan before you, and so my thinking was you have to work within that plan, and so I I did think that given that the land value had definitely increased, I didn't have I didn't have exact evidence of that. Um, I thought we could get. A little more from Leggett McCall, and so I uh, asked the chair, the 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 mayor, to ask, you know, to spend to spend the rules to make sure that have the developer and their their attorneys come forward so that I can ask them a few questions and then talk about my conditions to improving the lo- the, the the lease. So uh, you could hear a pin drop in the chamber. <laughs> I mean, everyone was just like. No, it was like you could have heard a pin drop. People were like, wait, what is happening? I know. <laughs> it was like a twist. It was like a twist. Everyone was like, oh my God, oh my God what, is, what is she going to say? What is she going to say? That was the thing. Everyone's like, what is she going to say? Yeah. And then you said. And then I said, I would like uh, us to, you know, read the, in the bid itself, uh, they said that they would, they could reduce 125 spaces. And I caught, I knew that they would have to go to the planning board for that. And I was like, if you're going to the planning board once. It's like if you're going to the grocery store <laughs> right. for a carton of milk, can you get me some lo- some lotions and ice cream? Exactly. Let's, let's, let's make this trip worthwhile, <laughs> right? Like you're going to take all that gas to the grocery right, store. Like, right. Let's fill it up. And so I asked them to double the affordable housing, the residential units. Boom. I asked them Wait, to- Wait, 24 to 48. To 48. Mm-hmm. And I asked to put more money into the trust, about 3.5 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked them because we are converting twenty four thousand square feet of office into residential. That leads to about twenty five more spaces, mm-hmm. maybe maybe a little lesser, mm-hmm. uh, maybe more uh, decrease. So that'd be two hundred and seventy spaces. So instead of four twenty, instead of four twenty, boom, <clears throat> boom. And then I also so those are kind of the three things that they'll have to go to the planning board, right. and I. I thought through it because I was like, yes, this opens them up to appeal. At the same time, they would I think they would be able to defend these changes to their amendment to the planning board because the planning board already wanted they already approved it <laughs> unanimously. Exactly. So they're going back to get more of the stuff that they already approved. Exactly. Yes. And so and planning board A knows that the council's goal is affordable housing number one goal they also have said it'd be great to have less parking so uh, you know i think these are changes that are necessary another thing that doesn't require planning uh, board approval but was in my stipulations was i I wanted them to make every effort to find a local nonprofit to run the 
the daycare center. Yeah, the daycare center. Which was amazing because that was so, it's just such a critical need in the community and you just boom. So yeah, that was that. That wasn't the end. So then what happened? So what then, happened? I, well, I remember because I was like eating popcorn at my desk. <laughs> oh my God, what is going to happen? So then there was like some talking by their attorney um, oh, yeah, around a- um, the parking and that they're willing to go back to the special permit. And then they got to the like, affordable housing and then the mayor asked if they wanted a three-minute mm-hmm. recess which was good because then i think everybody had the like i i had to, i was like almost jumping out of my seat i just stayed in my seat i know i was like do you need any water <laughs> i was just like looking at my papers i was like mm, i don't want to look at anyone so okay so then they came back from the recess and they said that they could do the units they said that they were talking with the east end house already about the yeah the daycare facility and that the $3.5 million additional dollars, they wanted to have a, a plan to do a payment at um, 18 months past the certificate of occupancy so that they'd be having some revenue come in so that they could meet that $3.5 million additional need. Um, and, and then we were all like, okay, so now we get to vote. Yeah. And we voted. We voted for and it. And it passed 6-3. It was you, me, mm-hmm. Denise, Tim, Mark and Craig um, were all the yeses. And um, I think, <laughs> I mean, I, I thought it was brilliant. I, I would say that it was an excellent problem solve by somebody who had done all of her homework and found where you needed to push. And I, uh, it, it was masterful. Thank you. It was. And I know you're getting a lot of crap today. <laughs> I know your phone. I have gotten some emails your phone that is are blowing up, that, I am sure. That have been um, a little mean uh, and questioned uh, <laughs> me in ways that I didn't anticipate. And uh, you know, I, I I, think I'm, I expected to, to, to get these types of emails and to hear from people from all different perspectives and, uh, you know, I didn't do this for I did this for you know the community and and members of the community who I listened to and did this for the values that I really hold dear you know and it's affordable housing and so right. forth and I think uh it wasn't an easy vote at all but I think I I wanted I think this is a better deal and we got a better deal um sure I wish we could have done more but I think with all the things that all the different facts that you're operating with, you have to kind of operate within that. And I think um, I've also gotten some very kind emails. And so that that's, oh, I do appreciate it. So it's been balanced out. <laughs> no one's made me cry yet. <laughs> <laughs> What's been, I mean, it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. I know. You haven't cried today? <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my law professor from Northwestern, who um, I, I was, honestly, I was, I talked to a lot of people not in Cambridge about this yeah. uh, to just get a different perspective and my um my law professor professor read one of these articles and she's in Chicago she's like wow i read the article and i think i've followed most of it based on what you had shared with me i know that you th- you think you're flying by the seat of your pants but i see a smart and strategic thinker trying to solve a problem that's exactly what i saw yesterday thank but you she said it so much better than me i was like uh, you're awesome <laughs> thanks martha <laughs> Thanks, Professor Kent. No, I think start smart and strategic, and that's what we need more of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Problem solvers. So thank you. I'm glad this is over yeah. for now. And uh, I... It's time for bed. 
It, it is. I I didn't <laughs> sleep job. last night at all because I was just like so, mm, but I hope to sleep this weekend because I have not slept in a really long time. I love that you're saying that, but you, I know you're going to be out hitting those doors all day, I have a family policy day. council meeting tonight and you have cur- curriculum night. I have curriculum, my first high school curriculum night. Oh my God, that's going to be so fun. I remember mine. Well, I, <laughs> well <laughs> not from my high schooler. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm a little bit like, how are we going to be able to find our way around? I don't know. I'm nervous. There's going to be signs. It's going to be so great. It's going to be so great. Wait, what school, what number is he in? Oh, he's an S. Oh, okay. I guess that's okay. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Who's his guiding counselor? Uh, Daniel Hikes. Okay. I don't see. I don't know anything. Jenny Nathan for the win. (laughs) Oh, I don't think he's there anymore. No, her. Jenny Nathan. Who's that? Jenny Oh, I don't know. I don't know she was my physics first teacher. Oh, okay. And she's a freshman year of my high school. And now she's a guidance counselor at the high school. Oh, and that's she's so funny. amazing. Oh, anyway. All right. Well, yeah, that's tonight. So I won't be at the family policy council meeting, which makes me sad. I'll be there. It's I'll like report back. It's my favorite meeting. I might go from 5.15 to 6. To the meeting? Yeah. Yeah, come by. Maybe I'll just leave with well, you. Because they have sandwiches. There was some sandwiches. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, me and a lot of love our free sandwiches. <laughs> We had a event on Monday at the library. Yes, on- and I was like, the whole time. So we're at this event, and it was very moving, and it was about um, a recovery month. Recover- it was recovery month, and it was this opioid spoon. It was very, very, you know, sad, and the whole thing. And like, right behind the speaker, whomever was speaking, was all the sandwiches. So like, I was just staring at the sandwiches through this glass wall um, <laughs> during all the speeches. Anyway. We have a lot of things that are going on um, this week and next week. So we just want to let you guys all know. Um, so one of the things that's happening, and I've talked about this before, is that we are looking at different options for taxi cab drivers. Um, we're looking at hormone petitions. And one of the other things we're doing is looking at how Cambridge can support our taxi cab drivers by implementing a mobile app for fares. Um, so the License Commission and the Law Department are currently reviewing those actions that would we would need to undertake in order to permit Cambridge taxi cab drivers to use a mobile app for accepting customers and calculating fares. Um, So that's happening, and hopefully we will have a report on that um, Monday night at the Monday night meeting. I'm excited about this because uh, I've been working with the taxi drivers, and time is of the essence for us to do anything. And so I'm, again, like that annoying little sister, like, hey, is this meeting set up? Hey, are we getting a report back? So I'm glad to see it's on the agenda for um, Monday night. So look out for that. And then uh, we uh, are trying to do something about our universal pre-K and we have uh, members of the city council and school committee have requested information about when the early childhood report is is going to be prepared and when it'll be available and so we anticipate receiving the report sometime in October and the superintendent of schools and all of us will be working with the mayor to schedule a roundtable with the school committee and the city council to discuss this uh, the RFP for this in November and it was specifically asking what are some of the universal pre-K models for three and four year olds that could work. Yep, I'm excited about that. And so that'll be happening in November. And so also next weekend, get ready for the 11th annual Cambridge Arts Open Studios. So that's going to be held September 28th and 29th. Always Um, fun. Always fun. Uh, So 
If you've never been before, so each year more than 150 artists showcase their work and creative talent in their homes, their studios, and also in group locations located throughout the city. So um, it's a great opportunity to support local artists who are working and living here in Cambridge. Um, I'm excited about seeing all the paintings, the pottery, refurbished fur furniture, jewelry, and more. Um, so you can, um, I guess there's a preview party. So Thursday, September 26th, next Thursday from 5.30 to 7.30. And that is going to be at the Cambridge Art Association at 25 Lowell Street in Cambridge. Awesome. And then tomorrow is the city's eighth annual parking day. Woohoo! Yeah. Ask. Which we were going to do something about. And then and we, we just completely just forgot. Didn't. We'll just, I'm going to probably be sleeping. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, over 85 local businesses, city departments, and nonprofit organizations will participate in the citywide event, which will transform 155 metered parking spots into temporary parks and activity hubs. So you can explore a variety of parklets throughout the city from 8 a.m. until 6 p.m. And metered parking in designated areas will be impacted from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So I, Food for Free is going to have a, um, a parking day oh, parklet good, good. in front of City Hall. So stop by, see me. I think there's going to be some backpack program stuff there. That'll be good. Yeah. What time are you going to be there? The whole day? No. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, you like to sleep in on Fridays. Okay. I know <gasps> that. <laughs> I cannot believe you just called me out. I'm just kidding. And I didn't say anything. Oh, that is a secret. <laughs> that is a friend secret. Um, no, so I will be there at some point in the morning time because there is also the climate strike oh, that's yes. happening at the State House tomorrow that both of my children would like to go to. And so they need to be dismissed from school and get over there somehow. Um, so I will be doing that. So the, I think um, they're going to be meeting at the State House and then marching, or sorry, meeting at Government Center and marching over to the State House uh, at some point tomorrow. So you're going to go? Or? I am going to go, yeah. Well, both of my kids found other. They, they, they both found. They other don't places. love you. They don't. <laughs> it's really. They're like, who are you? <laughs> we remember. We remember sort of what you look like. Uh, yeah. So that's happening tomorrow <laughs> as well. And then um, on Saturday, the bow tie bike ride, which is I've done this before. It's really fun. Um, you join the Cambridge Bicycle Committee. Sorry, Sunday, as we trace the bow tie shaped boundaries around the city and celebrate cycling in Cambridge on Sunday, September twenty second. The ride will begin and end outside of the Cambridge Public Library, the main library at four forty nine Broadway. They're going to be starting around ten thirty and leaving at sorry, gathering at nine thirty, departing at ten a.m. Um, and then the ride will be escorted by the Cambridge Police Department's bike patrol and take about two hours, including a midway break at the main library. I did this last year and um, I just did half of it because like I I can't ride my bike for two hours. I didn't do it last year. It was really fun. It was a beautiful day. Um, and it's really fun because you just ride in the middle of the street. It's awesome. It's like another one of those take back the streets kind of situations. You know what Sunday the 22nd is? The day you're sleeping? No, it's um, 25 years ago Friends premiered. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, there's all these um, Friends commemorations happening uh, and celebrating 25 years. Are there's. You, do you well, have like a local group that you like meet up with? I wish. <laughs> I bet there is one. Yeah, you know, in New York, there's a pop-up, um, but I can't go this year because of the election, and I'm really sad. I did go five years ago at the 20th anniversary, and mm -hmm. I waited in line four hours okay. with my friend, who I forced, also named Alana. <laughs> How funny is that? Anyway, I had to just say that because it's been 25 years. Remember when that you were getting that phone call that one day, and you were like, you're calling me right now? I'm like, I'm not. And oh, it was it your was other Alana. friend, <laughs> I know, I know. So I was like, what do you want? I Alana? know. I was like, I'm not calling you. And then I like 
I was like, I can't talk to my Alana. I felt really bad. So Okay, last thing. And, and last thing. Claiming our seats, a kitchen table dialogue on women's voting rights is occurring on Wednesday, September 25th, 6 to 8.30 at the main library lecture hall. Please join us as we discuss the upcoming 100th anniversary on the 19th Amendment when women won the Some right women. to vote. Exactly. Some women. At this roundtable, panelists will engage us in a reflective dialogue about women's voting rights across the 20th and 21st centuries. I want to go to that, but I can't because I have not gone people's doors. The 25th. Yeah, I have something that night too. Yeah, I can't go. But I, yeah. ho- I hope you guys all go. I hope you guys all enjoy your life. Yeah, please. Like For a, us. Yeah, for us, like drink wine at night. Talk to your friends. Hug your family. Hug your family. Don't just yell at people. What else? Like self-care. Like just like. Oh, like go to yoga. Mm, eat. Like eat regular food. Like have a nice Italian dinner with gnocchi. Yeah. <laughs> or like an actual meal. I just eat cereal bars now. I don't know what I eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just straight up coffee all day. Straight up coffee. And those egg sandwiches that we scarfed <laughs> down. Like a lot of texting me during the meetings. Like she's like, thank God we had that sandwich. <laughs> It's like, I know. Well, because they kept <laughs> extending the meeting. I was like, I got to eat something else. Did you end up eating something? You know, I just don't know. Yeah. I, I probably had a cereal bar. Yeah. Quite honestly. Yeah. All well, right, everybody. Well, we, uh, we'll we be back next week. God willing. Let's see. <laughs> God willing, inshallah. Um, and if you have questions for us, you want us to talk about stuff, you just want to tell Sumble what a great job she's doing, tweet Aww. at her at... At Sumble Sid, S U M B U L S I D D. If you want to treat, tweet at me, I'm at A M M A L L O N. Beyonce videos only, though. Or Celine Dion, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great week. See you Bye. next week. Bye.